Roman Empire. So Joseph and Mary had to travel to Bethlehem, which is Joseph's hometown. Okay, you can only do that in your hometown. You see, this is, this is before internet and, and, and cell phone era. So instead of calling and using online registration, they had to travel all the way to Joseph's hometown to do this. Okay, to register for the census. It's similar to Korea. I don't know if they still do that, but when I was, when I was young, I remember um, people always ask me, Pastor Richard, why do you have two birthdays? I do have two birthdays. One's my biological birthday, and the other one is my legal birthday. Okay? My biological birthday is February 5, which is coming up soon. <laughs> and my legal birthday is April 5. All right? It's because in Korea, when the baby's born, the hospital does not issue the birth certificate. Okay? You have to, the parents have to call their father's hometown, okay? And somebody from the father's hometown has to go to the city hall and register the new baby born in wherever in Korea. So when I was born, uh, my dad called my uncle, and my uncle had this conversation with my dad, and then they decided that, oh, he was born in February 5, but, you know, school starts March 3rd, so, you know, we don't want him to be the youngest one in the class, so let's just register as April 5. So it's my fake birthday, April 5. So they replaced my real birthday, February 5, which is coming up soon, by the way. To April 5. It was kind of like that. They had to travel all the way to, take, to register for the census that the emperor was doing at that time. Okay? But on their way, something happened. You know what happened? Mary's water broke. And she was 10 centimeters dilated. And the contractions were about three minutes apart. Man, working in Loma Linda... Makes me weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, then an angel appeared, okay? The baby was born. And the angel appeared before a shepherd and said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Right then, okay? Right then, let's go to today's passage. Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Right then, suddenly, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, verse 14, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor Rest. Peace on earth. Loma Linda Church, how do we obtain? How do we obtain peace? I was blown away from the Bible verse because this very verse tells us how we can obtain peace. Check this out. I don't know if you caught this, but 2,000 years ago, a great company of the heavenly host exclaimed the way to have peace on earth. Okay? 
So look at this, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth. Loma Linda Church, giving glory to God brings peace on earth. The coming of this child will be the greatest revelation of the glory of God even among the heights of the heavens, okay? And the coming of this child will bring peace to God's people who one day fill the whole earth with righteousness and peace. First and foremost, God is glorified because this child is born. And second, peace is to spread everywhere this child is received. These are the great purposes for the coming of Jesus. Glory ascends to God and peace descends to earth. God's glory from us up to heaven and God's peace from him to us. We give glory To God and God gives peace to us. Glory to God in heaven and peace on earth. His glory is our peace. Think about this way. Um, His greatness, God's greatness is our joy. His beauty is our pleasure. His glory is our peace. When God is glorified, we will have peace. Peace. Think about this way. Look at all of, look at all our tension, okay? Think of all our issues and problems, wars, fights, hatred, and vitriol, all these things. They all focus on self or self-glory. In the absence of peace in our life and in our heart, There is a presence of me in the center. Okay? If we we can replace me with God, we will have peace. Think 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 about this. If we lived as if all glory belonged to God, there will be peace on earth. If all of us lived for God's glory, all of us will have peace. The glory of God is our peace. You know what we tell people when they worry? You know, my wife is worried about like her class and some like, some students causing trouble and whatever. Like she looks really worried and she looks really stressed. You know, you know what I tell her? I tell her, honey, Don't worry. You know, when people worry a lot lot of times and and, uh, you just tell them, hey, don't worry, does that help? No, it doesn't. When you get really, like, when you you feel anxious and somebody comes and is like, why do you get anxious? Don't get anxious. Does that help? It doesn't. You know what helps, though? 
Tell them to take a big breath and pray. Ask them to let it go and leave it to God and trust God. That works. I've seen it. I've experienced it. When I first got married, we got married. We're so young. I was 23. My wife was barely 22. Anyway, I I don't remember. Anyway, so we got married and we all moved to Andrews, right? Michigan, strange place. Like we didn't know anybody there. We moved in to this apartment and um, I'm trying to figure out how to do finance. My wife and I, after we got married, we're just like 22, 21, but we wanted to be financially independent. We don't want anyone paying for anything. So, so we didn't have any financial help from anybody. And uh, my, my, my tuition at, the, at Andrew's seminary was supposed to be taken care of by um, Korean Church Association. And then they called me and they said, oh, Pastor Richard, you know, your, 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 your scholarship may not work out. So I don't know. I'm sorry, but we're trying to work on it, but we may not be able to pay you. So all of a sudden, here we were in this strange place, just got married, and I didn't know how to pay for my own tuition. And I remember that evening, I woke up in the middle of the night in my apartment, just walking around, I woke up in the middle, around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, just walking around my dirty carpet. I was like 30 years old. And I'm like, God, why are you, why are you doing this to me? Who's going to pay for my tuition? How am I going to? I have a family to raise now, right? I'm like in charge of this, this girl I married, you know? <laughs> like, what am I going to do? I remember not being able to sleep at all. And I didn't know how to take care of this. But you know what happened? No, it wasn't like somebody called me and said, oh, I'm going to give you a check. It was not like that. That problem was not taken care of. But all I remember that evening is that all of a sudden, in my head, a song came in. And the song was this song. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. I'm not going to sing the whole thing, okay? But all of a sudden, that song came into my head, and I started singing, still walking around my old carpet. And that song came in, all of a sudden, all my anxiety, all my fear disappeared. That happens. God can give you peace. There once was a king. You know, whenever I say there once was a king, it means I read it from somewhere. I don't know if it's true or not, okay? But there's a story about this king. The king said, I want all the people in my kingdom to uh, paint a picture, okay, a painting, Uh, And send it to me. And I want this picture to depict peace. Okay? The theme is peace. And send it to me. And I'm going to award you with the big prize. So everyone, all the artists in the whole country, they drew and they painted this, this, this picture. A masterpiece is all sent to the king. Okay? And then there was a painting with this 
beautiful lake mirroring this beautiful mountain. And on top of it, over it, is this beautiful sky with fluffy clouds all over. And everyone looked at it like, oh, that masterpiece. That one's going to win for sure. But everyone was shocked when they found out which painting won the prize. Because this picture, there was a mountain, but the mountain was really bare and raggedy. It was like ugly mountain, just all rocky. And on it, on top of it, it's just like gloomy clouds and it was raining and there was wind. It didn't look like peace. It looked like a storm. But in the middle of that rocky mountain, there was a bird nest in a crack of the rock. And on that nest was a mother bird with her wings out, and under her wings were baby birds. You know I hate birds. But that was what peace meant to the king. You see, peace is not absence of all the troubles and problems and the grief that we have. Peace is not the absence of a storm. Peace is is not absence of something negative or, or bad things. You know what peace is? Peace is the presence of God. It's not the absence of storms of life. It's the presence of God in the midst of the storm. And this concept, Lomal in the church, needs to be experienced in our lives. And there are three, there are three relationships of peace that I want to share with you today, okay? Three relationships of peace. There are three relationships of, of peace, and they are peace with God, peace with yourself, and peace with others, other people. The key to each of them is not to separate Uh, what the angel kept together. And that's the glory of God and the peace you long for. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. So we have to understand this in that context. Okay? So first, peace with God. This is your spiritual peace. Okay? The most basic need we have is peace with God. This is foundational to all our pursuits of peace. If you don't go here first, all other experiences of peace will be superficial and temporary. The key passage for your spiritual peace is Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, okay, that's like the right in the center of it, faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justified means that God declares you to be just in His sight by imputing to you the the righteousness of Jesus. And He does that by our faith. Okay, Since we have been justified by faith, 
Not by works, not by tradition, not by your knowledge, not by your baptism, not by your church membership, not by how involved we are with our church, not by our devotion or religiousness, but by faith alone. When we believe in Jesus as our Lord Savior, we are united to him and his righteousness is counted by God as ours. And the result is peace with God. It's like because we were separated by, by sin, um, we couldn't do anything but God himself came down and he resolved the, the peace, the, the sin issue. Right? So the consequences of sin, they're they're put away. Our rebellion against him is overcome. He's not against us. We're not separated from him. We are together. He's our father. He's our friend. We have peace. Number two, the second relationship is peace with myself. This is our internal peace. Now that we have peace with God, we can experience peace with ourselves as well. And here, I include any sense of guilt or anxiety that tends to paralyze us or make us hopeless. Here again, believing the promise of God and with the view to glorifying God, okay? In my life, my purpose is to glorify God is in the, in the center of it. That's the key. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 is one of the most precious passages in this regard. So check this out. Do not be anxious about anything. Okay, anyone? Anyone here, if you, have, if you worry a lot, if you have anxiety issues, whatever, th- th- this is it, okay? You ready? Do not be anxious about anything. Do you realize that? Do you realize that the opposite word for peace is actually anxiety? Here we go. Again, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The picture here is that our hearts and our minds are under attack. Guilt, worries, threats, confusion, grief, uncertainties, they're all, they all threaten our peace. And Paul says, that God wants to guard our hearts and minds. He guards them with his peace. He guards them in a way that goes beyond what human understanding can fathom. This is what Pastor John Piper said about this. When we do this, that means when we give glory to God, okay, and when God's peace comes down to us, when we do this, When we come to him and trust him as a loving and almighty heavenly father to help us, his peace comes to us and steadies us 
and protect us from the disabling effects of fear and anxiety and guilt. And then we're able to carry on and our God gets the glory for what we do because we trusted him. Loma Linda Church. That is what we need to do. Two foundational things, okay? Number one is know that God already made peace between us. So we have, we have peace with God, okay? Not by my good merits or deeds, but by his grace and mercy. So we, we got that, number one, down. Number two is because of that peace, within ourselves, we understand what my life is about. We understand what, what I do is all about. Who I am is all about. And we need to have peace with God with ourselves. So there's a spiritual peace and there's internal peace. Now, number three. Before we go to number three, I want you to know something. Have you ever met somebody who has peace with God and peace with themselves? Peace within themselves? One thing you're going to notice is that these people are incredibly happy. If you meet somebody who has a peace with God and peace within themselves, man, these people are happy. And these people, if you got number one and two down, then number three is easier. It's not all possible, but it is easier, okay? Because number three is kind of interesting because peace, number three is a peace with others. This is our external peace, okay? This is the one that we have no control over. A big part of it, we don't have control over it. Man, if you have like kids who cause trouble and your peace is at risk, I know, it's, it's hard. It's not your fault. Your, it's your kid who's making this, right? If you have some friends who are always causing problems, like, oh, you can't control them, but that person... Kind of mess up your peace, right? So we need to say it carefully the way Paul does it, actually. And if you, if, you look, if you look at Romans chapter 12, verse 18, this is very appropriate because even the Bible is kind of like talking to us very carefully. Check this out. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. If possible, as, so as far as, as it depends on you, live peaceably. With all. For many of you, when you get together with family or friends or even at work, there's some tension. You, you know, there's some tension with, that you have with somebody. You know, I do. I'm just being honest with you, I do too. Some of the pain is very old, and some of it is new. In some relationships, you know what you have to do, no matter how hard it is. And in some of them, you're baffled and don't know what the path of peace calls for. In both cases, the key is remembering that the glory goes to God. 
it's this sense of amazement that I, a sinner, have peace with God and that I, I have peace with myself and he protects my heart and my mind. So the way I deal with the person is always remembering it's not about my peace. It's not about what I want. It's not about what I desire with this person. But in this relationship, I just want to give God glory. The truth is that in my case, all my tension and issues, not about me or my glory. So when I can let that go, when I can let that go, the true peace is available. If you have peace with God, if you have peace within yourself, you can totally do this. The storms of life will never cease. The people who bring you pain will always be around. But if you have peace with God and peace with myself, with yourself, we can handle it. Listen to the angels sing, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Give glory to God and have peace with others. Here's my main point of peace. God's purpose is to give you peace by being the most glorious person in your life. What I'm saying is the most important thing that we need to take away from today is that when God becomes the person that you glorify most in your life, there will be peace. As long as there's a little bit of me wanting my glory, me wanting my self-glory, as long as we have that just struggling, then what's going to happen is we're going to have that tension. We're going to have that struggle. Always. If we want peace to rule in our lives, okay, if we want peace in our lives, God must rule our lives. Jesus must rule our lives. God's purpose is not to give you peace separate from himself. His purpose is to give you peace by being the most glorified person in your life. Loma Linda Church, if your life purpose, if your life purpose is success or, or survival, or survival or success of your loved ones, you know, you have to perform at a certain level. You can't afford failures. You have so much to protect. Then your life will be restless and there will be no peace. But if your sole purpose for life is to bring glory to God and give Him honor, all your fear, all your anxiety, all your tension will disappear. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much 
for everyone here. Lord, all of us have issues. All of, has, all of us have problems. We all deal with the anxiety and fear and worries and worries and worries in our lives. But Lord, help us to focus on the glory of God in my life. Glory to God in the highest and my peace on earth. Help us to experience that in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.